Hey guys, welcome to the He Said, She Said podcast with Josh and Danielle, where we talk about our marriage, family, and the everyday stuff that we all face. We don't always agree on everything, and we certainly don't have it all figured out, but we know that God does. We're so glad you're here. And we are back with another week. Yeah. Of the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> you weren't really quick on that one there. Yeah, I we didn't talk about what we were going to talk about. Well, we talked about what we're going to talk about, just not what we're going to talk about at the beginning here. Yeah. What happened this weekend? What did we even do? My mind is a, in a complete fog. I don't know. It's been a crazy, it's been a very busy, busy time. Busy, we busy. We had uh, baseball. Almost had soccer. We had baseball again. We have baseball every weekend. Oh, right we now, had friends so. visiting this weekend. Yeah, we did. That's right. Jack <laughs> and Tabitha were in town. Can you tell our brains are mush and it is early in the morning? It was a good weekend. We had a good time. I'll tell you what, the weather has been terrific. Yeah, the weather's been nice. Uh, why'd you say it like that? Because you talk about the weather like every week. No, we like, do not. You're talking to some neighbors over the fence. No, it's in the like backyard. it's summertime. It's getting it's really nice outside. We haven't I, had incredibly yes. hot days. I love the weather. It's beautiful. It's comfortable. It's pleasant. You can tell them about our, our what was that that you called it? Our taco tour? We did a taco tour. Yeah, our friends came in town this weekend. They moved away about a year ago, um, military family, and they came back this weekend and just stayed with us for a couple nights while they caught up with people around town. And um, on Friday night, was it Friday? Yes, Saturday. It was Saturday night. We did a taco tour. If you know anything about where we live in the mid-Atlantic, you will know that there are not very many good places. It's it's tough to, to find good Mexican food. Good here. Mexican food. Like if you live out in California, like in Arizona, out there, Texas, Texas even. Well, I don't know. There's something about Texas Mexican food. No, that, I've had some good. I'm, I've had some good Texas Mexican really? food. I don't know. I'm from Texas, so I guess I can say this, but I prefer the Mexican food out in California and Arizona. It is amazing out the there. The best tamale that we ever ate in our entire lives was in it was in Arizona, but it was on an Apache reservation. It was on an Apache reservation out of the back of a truck. Yeah, it was it was amazing. It was so. <laughs> So good. Now they had two kinds. Remember, they had the Mexican taco, and then they had like the Indian, the Indian. No, the, not taco, it was sorry, a tamale. Mexican tamale Mexican and an Indian, and then tamale. The Indian tamale. And we were not huge fans of that. The Indian tamale. Indian tamale. We yeah. got one of each, and then we were eating it on the way back to the car, and we almost stopped after eating the Mexican tamale and turned right back around and just bought a whole bunch of them because they were so, they were the best. I've eaten a lot of tamales in my lifetime. My mom is Mexican. So we kind of grew up eating a lot of Mexican food and man, we, we ate a lot of tamales growing up, but that was the best tamale. It was was good. I have ever had. And our taco tour was okay. It was, it was, was yeah. It was well, okay. We live in the Mid Atlantic, so we live in Virginia, and there are just not. There's a lot of Hispanics here, but not a lot of Mexicans. Well, there are plenty of Mexican restaurants around. Yeah, uh, but they're just not. But they're not amazing. Yeah, yeah. But we had we did have some good tacos. There's some. Wow, this sounds tacos. like such a downer. Like this is not a fun time. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> and to eat a lot of tacos till you're stuffed full, that's pretty fun, no matter what the tacos are like. But we uh, we went to four different taco places in town, and we first, ugh, I'm an idiot, we were going to go to a taco truck. There's a new taco truck in town called Taco Tuesday, and I've been wanting to try it. But... Um, I looked on Facebook to where they were, and we drove all the way out to where they were supposed it was to be. Like forty minutes away. And th- well, King it was George, a solid it, it was minutes. it was thirty. It was I'll, a I'll solid give you, forty. I'll give you thirty. 
It was a solid. We drove all the way out there and we get to the place where it's supposed to be. And there's a wedding going on and there is no taco truck inside. And I I legit almost walked up to the people in the wedding party and was like, (laughs) did you guys get a taco truck for your like reception or something? And then I went and looked back on Facebook and I had read that they were going to be there. But they were there the day before. They were not there that day. So we drove all the way out there and we had to turn around and come back into town. It was, and I was starving, you guys. I was so hungry that it was like the most depressing thing ever. I'm thinking I'm about to get some really good tacos from a taco truck and I'm like ready to eat them. And you know, the anticipation is building and we get there and it's a wedding and it's no taco truck in sight. So I was like so bummed. But we drove back into town and we tried four places. We tried, what, babe? Oh, I don't know. Uh, the first one was soup and taco. Yeah. Because we wanted to try birria tacos or burria. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Tacos, which is like a taco you dip in, in a soup, like a broth kind of a thing. So, And they have them there. So we went there first and soup and taco was decent. The birria tacos were interesting. There was a I would lot say of that cinnamon. none of the tacos that we, <coughs> excuse me, and that then, we ate that night were bad. Um, mm. They were all they were all yeah, decent. Yeah, we gave soup and... We rated each soup of them. Soup and taco was decent. It was a decent six. Yeah. We gave soup and taco a decent six. One, one to ten, we gave them a six. Then we went across the street. <clears throat> to Juan to More Taco. To Juan More Taco, which... which is the, the coolest name of It any. is, and they have like a cool sign and everything. And we've been there before, and it was actually really amazing. They have an elote, like... <clears throat> if you don't know what elote is, it's like a Mexican corn... With cheese and like cilantro and lime, it's, it's really, super good. It's really, really good. You have to try it if you haven't. Um, they have a, an elote side dish that's really good. But we were just getting tacos, so we got the tacos, and man, we were pretty disappointed this time. They were okay. the 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 shell was like it was a corn tortilla, which is my favorite. Like if you're gonna have tacos, we were, we were trying street tacos, so you have to have corn. Like you have to have corn tortilla, but it was like thick and dry. And but see, I think crumbly. like the like Juan More Taco is, they they do like taco dias and like some specialty kind of like quesadilla taco mix. So things. that's what they're and I known think that's kind of their thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, okay. But I so I mean, we ordered the wrong thing at Juan More Taco. We ordered their tacos, tacos were okay. <laughs> Ironically, my favorite thing of the entire night was at Rico's, which oh wasn't yeah, it a wasn't taco. the taco. Okay, so then we gave them a salad. Three, we went up to Stafford. Rico's Taco, Rico Taco Moya. Is that how, is yeah, that how Rico like that. Taco Moya? Anyways, we had their tacos and they were delicious. I mean, our, our friends, uh, they used to live up there in Stafford. I did not have their tacos. It was their go-to Oh, yes, taco I did. I tasted place. your carne asada taco. Yeah, and, and even the pastora taco was really good. But Josh had? I had queso fundido. With chorizo on top. Which is basically just a whole bunch melted of melted cheese. cheese in a bowl is what it is. chorizo on top, and then they give you tortillas. and to like scoop it, it up. Was, it was a solid just, eight and a half. I feel like how could you go wrong with melted cheese in a bowl? You can't. That's the thing. And fresh I mean, tortillas and chorizo. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, that's good. She had I nachos. Our friend again. Tabby had I nachos. I get it again for sure. The tacos there were the my favorite tacos of the night, and we also tried horchata for the first time, which you know we've we always go to these it's little like a, places. A coconut rice milk drink. Is that what it is? Yeah, I don't really know what it is. I didn't Google it. I just drank it. It's good. She said she described it like this. Tabby described it like this. It tastes like Christmas in a cup. So we drank it. And it legit kind of tasted it's like, like all the spices. It's like, like cinnamon, nutmeg. And, yeah, nutmeg, all that. But there it was pretty good. Then we went to our local taco place. Like if we're going to get tacos here in town, usually, generally, street tacos, we're going to go to Taqueria Flavio, um, which is sketch. You know, you go in there and nobody's going to speak English to you. And that's okay. That's how you know it's going to be good. And um, we got their tacos. And the flavor's good. The quality of the meat, I think, was better at Rico's. But the horchata there, like, our friend Jack got horchata everywhere we went. He was trying all the horchatas, and that horchata was amazing. It was so good. And we got some kind of gelatina thing. I don't know. That that was pretty good, too. But, yeah, that was that. our night. That was pretty fun. We tried a bunch of tacos, and how can you go wrong with trying a bunch of tacos? But, yes, our favorite 
of the night was Rico's Tacos. So it's, if you're in town, if Rico's you're local, Rico's it's worth good. the trip up to Stafford to go to but Rico's. But the best tacos that we've ever eaten were in uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> Las Vegas. At, what was that place called? Gordo's. Tacos yeah, El Tacos Gordo. Tacos El Gordo. If you're I think ever we in, talked about this before. Yeah, probably. But if you're oh, ever man. in Las Vegas, you've got to go try Tacos El and Gordo. And the Moolah Adobada. Yes, it's so good. That's what you need to get. The Moolah Adobada. What is it? Moolah Adobada. Yeah, that's, we tried to get our friend. It's actually Eric not a taco. Say, it's not a taco, but Mula Abracadabra. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's really good. And so, if you're ever in Vegas, if you're in Vegas right now, listening to this podcast, and you've never had tacos El Gordo, go get them. I'm sure you had. Run! Them. You Stop what you're doing right now. Run, we were there for three days, and we went twice. So we were okay. We were there the first night, and the guy in front of us was like, "Oh, this is really good stuff. We've already been twice." And we said, "When did you get into town?" And he said. This morning, <laughs> we were okay. like, "All right, well, okay." Good. So I was like, "That's probably pretty extreme." Like, we'll go to Tacos El Gordo, but you know, there's a lot of restaurants to try in Las Vegas. But then we had them, and then we went back the next day. Yeah. So we totally understand. What and that you got to get saying. like the vegetables on the side. They give you peppers and onions. Uh, stop talking about it. <laughs> My mouth is watering. You got to try it out if you're ever in Vegas. Man, keto's killing me. Uh, so yeah, that was basically our weekend. Yeah, we our friends came that to was, town. That was it. We had baseball. We did have an amazing day at church on Sunday. We had the baptism. Uh, oh yeah, outdoor. that was awesome. We, we do an outdoor baptism usually around twice a year, maybe two or three times a year, um, where we baptize. Last last week, I think there was like twenty something people that got baptized, and so um, it was a really cool, really cool week. Um, a lot of people that are just excited about their salvation and moving forward and taking that next step of <sighs> obedience in their their life so it was a good day yeah that was really awesome and then um we do singles ministry here at our church and a lot of the college kids are back i know i said that weird but i love it when the college kids come home because it's a, they're fun i love having them as part of our group i love having them over and we, they came over on Sunday night after church, and we had stayed till midnight. My phone is his ringing. phone is ringing. You guys hear that? All right, it's the... silence now. <laughs> um, we had them over, and we played lots of games. We played and... uh, Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza. I don't know if you've ever played that game before. Oh yeah, but it's a card game. If you've never played it, it's a fun game. You should look it up. Get it on Amazon for what, like five, ten bucks, something like that. I don't like remember that. how much I paid. Uh, but anyways, it's a it's a cool game. So look it up. Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza. It's a fun game. Even even the kids, if you've got the kids, kids they love can it. It's a, it's it's it. fun for everyone. Anyways, we played that game. We played our classic go to mafia. mafia. Yeah, they love mafia. So we told you mafia stories before. Oh like, man, not. Not stories about the mafia, but like stories about <laughs> our mafia games. Uh, but yeah, that was good. They stayed at our house till midnight, as as per usual. As per usual. Yeah. And then we were late on Monday, as, as per usual. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but this is it. This is the oh, last week of school. Man. School gets out tomorrow. Yay! So summertime is here. I love summertime. Vacation I love starts. having the kids home. Yeah. But yeah, our our. Lives are about to pick up pretty. Yeah, summer does not really slow down here. We just keep on rolling and get a little chugging. bit busier. Chug, chug, chugging. So <laughs> <laughs> anyways, today we're going to talk about communication, which as you could tell um, when we opened our <sighs> podcast this morning, uh, this is probably an area that uh, if I were to say, you know, what area do you, someone were to ask me, what area do you struggle with most? Uh, in your marriage today, this is probably it. We're uh, <laughs> what? We're we're just so bad at this. We're not great at communication. I not mean, like not not great is not the appropriate term. Like terrible. No, I don't know. That is terrible. the appropriate term. That's a little overstatement. I, think. I don't know. But, I'm kind of dramatic, but I feel like this thing is the thorn in our marriage side. Is that a th I don't even know. But I feel like this is the thing where we really, really struggle. And so when he's like, we're going to talk about communication, I'm like, 
What are we going to say? Well, we're not going to tell you uh, how to do it well. Well, we're going to try to. Um, we're going to tell not you how say, not to do it bad. Parents, parents, when you say, like, do as I say, not as I do, that's what we're saying today. This is, is what we're saying today. We're preaching to our own self. Right, exactly. Yeah, because. Yeah. But the thing is, like, you know, I, I think we know these things. We just have to be more intentional about um, making them a part of our marriage. Right. I think that a good, healthy communication is like a beautiful, rare art form. Honestly. Like, yeah. For it to be harmonious, for you to be in sync, for you to know what each other thinks and feels. I think that it is like an art form that we have not mastered. No, we haven't mastered it for sure. We're like uh, we're like kindergartners are, finger painting. I would say this though <laughs> that that we have come a long way since the beginning of our marriage. We still yeah. have a, a, a lot of work to do in this area, but I think we've come a long way. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, I would say we have come a long way. <laughs> that was not very reassuring. <laughs> Like, we have a long way to go. I, yeah, I, I think so. Um, and I was, I was thinking about why, why are we so bad at this? And I thought it's because we're just so very, very different. Like, we honestly, people, we could literally be saying the same sentence and be meaning two different things. So when he'll say, you know, whatever, he'll say something and I'll be like, yes, I know that's what I said. No, you don't understand. And he'll say the same thing again. And I'm like, yes, I know that's what I said. No, no, because that's not what I mean. And I'm like, we're saying the same sentence. We mean two totally different things. Have we not experienced that? (laughs) Yeah, probably. We have totally experienced that. You're like, that's what I said. I'm like, no, that's not what you said. (laughs) It's just because we think so differently. Like the way that you would go about doing something and the way that I would go about doing something, or especially since we're talking about communication, explaining things, the way that you would go about explaining things and the way that I would go about explaining things are very different you know and I racked my brain and I prayed Lord please just give me an example just give me one example but it's like an everyday occurrence <laughs> it's not an everyday occurrence like you no. are very much oh. uh, I think you're you're overstating the the issue here I think these people need to understand where we are <laughs> and like the truth I, I do too but I just think like it happens so often and all the time. I couldn't even just think of like one exact. I mean, I, I we've talked about one before where I thought we knew what we were doing for the day and you had a different plan for the day and I had a different plan for the day and we didn't talk to each other about the plan. Yeah, I would say that that and so is. So one of us had to change our plan. That is probably. And that was frustrating. That's probably the the biggest difficulty for us is is communicating plans. Yeah. And part of it is just, yeah. yeah. I don't know that that's the biggest difficulty. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. We, um, we are going to do a little exercise here. Oh, great. (laughs) I I didn't know about this. Yes, you did. I warned you. I said, think of one thing, like one problem that you have in the area of communication. And then think of one problem I have in the area of communication. Well, I can think of more than, all right, go ahead. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to let you go first. I want to hear what you have All to right. say. What? So first I want you to tell me one problem that you have in the area of communication. Not problem with me, but problem that right. you I have. understand. I understand. Well, that, I, I'm just communicating clearly. Oh, okay. Okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, okay. Um, I would say, <laughs> I would say like if I had to target one. Um, I don't communicate enough uh, to you. I, I don't. I'm not intentional enough with my communication to you regarding when I I think that you look beautiful. Wow! I didn't. I was not. I was not expecting this. But Why? okay, because I have something totally different. You have a lot of problems. 
You have a lot of problems with communication, <laughs> no, I mean, and I have I, I, other I feel problems like, written down. <laughs> I feel like that, you know, I, I don't do a good job. And we had this conversation this week, so that's probably one of the reasons that it's on my Fresh mind. Fresh in your mind. Is like, you know, I don't, I don't do a great job of saying, hey, you look really nice today, um, when I think you look nice. I mean, I always think you look nice, but, you know, exceptionally nice. But uh, I don't know that. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's my point. Oh. You don't have to pile it on. You're ta- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Now, one problem that you think I have with communication. I would say... Uh, <laughs> uh, what are you going to say? I don't know. I I'm can, a little nervous we I, didn't talk about this. I, I would say that... Um, you don't do a fantastic job. You like that adjective? Fantastic. Um, you don't do a fantastic job at communicating plans. You feel at sometimes it feels as though you feel as though I am clairvoyant and <laughs> I know exactly what the plans are for the day or week or month or year. Okay. Or lifetime. Or <laughs> lifetime. Okay. Here is what I wrote down. Wait, do you have a list? Because I just got to do one. Um, I have a list. No, no, no. You get to do <laughs> one. Okay. Um, my For myself, it was basically the same thing. I wrote, I assume that you know because I know. Like, it sounds weird, but it's true. It's like, of course you know about that. I'm sure we talked about it or that you already knew that because I know that. I assume you know that, obviously, and I don't communicate it with you like our plans because I know what's going on with our calendar. Right. And I assume you also know what's going on with it because obviously it's Somehow this time I of should, year and we do this. And, and I do not communicate with you. And I think also... <laughs> That I assume that because you were there in the room when it was being discussed, like this has happened so many times. I'm like, you were there. We were talking about it and you were standing right there. Yeah, but you know, I don't listen. But you weren't involved in the conversation. <laughs> and so you <laughs> you don't um, have any idea what we were talking about and you were not listening and you <laughs> have no, like no clue. Half the time my mind is somewhere completely different or nowhere. Because he has a nothing box. We guys have a nothing box, so so his brain can go to nothing. He can just turn it off, which is all right. What's bad not, about okay, me? Okay, sorry. Um, oh, and the other thing is, I'm distracted a lot when we're communicating. Okay, so here's my things for you. I think that wait, wait, you said things. Yep. No. Yep. Thing. No, this is more fun if I get to say no, all I my things. I got one. You got. You get one. You are welcome to say more things if you would all like. Right, all right. I think that you have a hard time communicating anything past like surfacey things. No. Like how you feel. How do you feel? Or what are your goals? Or what are your future plans? Or in five years, where do you see your like these deep, deep questions? I mean, I see the light turn off immediately. It's like, I don't know. And that's the other thing. Whenever you're asked a question about anything like that, or pretty much anything in general, like, what do you want for dinner? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do for vacation? Have you thought about this? The answer is almost always 100%. I would say 89.5%. Maybe even higher, 95%. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's always, I don't know. And the last thing that I have for you is the same thing as for me. We're distracted. I am distracted. You are distracted. And therefore, we are distracted together. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and I was thinking about, why is this even important? Like, why is communicating with each other important? What do you think? Well, I, I think that, you know, you, you're doing life together for one. You're, you know, you've made a decision and a commitment that you're going to do life with that person. So 
there there's a necessity to communication. You have to communicate so that they know where their life is headed, where your life is headed. Um, I, I think that's one aspect of it. I think another reason that it's important is because, um, you know, they just need to they, they need to know what you're thinking. They need to know what you're feeling kind of as you as you pointed out. And then I think another reason is just a practical aspect of they need to know what they're doing. Right. Um, on a daily basis, you know, what's the plan? What What are we doing today? What so that way, as they plan things, you know, it doesn't mess up your plans. Right, right. It's it's a partnership. You're doing life together. So I think at the end of the day, that that's why it's so important that we communicate to one another. Because if we don't communicate to one another, if we if we aren't understanding of how each other feels and what the plans are, then it's just frustrating for the other person. Right. Like, I think in order to know someone, like, really know someone, they have to communicate with you. Like, you can't just know them by being together. Like, I want to know what you want. I want to know what you need. I want to know how you feel, what your goals are, what your plans are, what motivates you. Like, I totally are. I think that practically, like, absolutely. But I think it's more than that, too. I think on a deeper level, for me to really, really know you at your core, like you're going to have to be willing to open up with me and tell me those things. So when, for example, Josh says, I don't know, it, it, it makes it more difficult. It really honestly makes it more difficult for me to get to know him, to know what he's thinking or feeling, to know what he even wants. And I think that a lot of times us ladies just assume like, and sometimes I get frustrated and I say this to you all the time, dwell with me according to knowledge. You should just know, you should just know. But I really do need to make a, make it a point to just tell you what I want, to tell you what I need. And I think the other part of communicating is not just ha- like, communicating itself but I think receiving the communication is also key because sometimes we're sitting in the same room and we're talking and the other person like I've done this so many times <laughs> like like I said I'm distracted and so I'm not actively listening I hear what you're saying but I'm thinking about something else and so when you're done saying something I'm like wait hold on stop I want to hear what you said can you please say that again because I think to, to effectively communicate, not only do you have to be willing to share, but you have to be listening when someone shares with you. Yeah, and I think that, that it's important that we do that the first time. Because like, so for instance, what you ju- the example that you just gave where you, you know, are distracted, you're not listening, and someone fin- finishes a story or a sentence and then you say, okay, I wasn't listening. Say that again. Then that's just frustrating. It's annoying. It's like, okay, well, what I was saying was not important enough for you to listen the first time. Why should I even tell you the second time? And so I think that we have to be intentional about making, putting aside distractions and, and focusing our attention on the person that we're in the room with. Most often, I think distractions come, I mean, certainly distractions can come through our thinking about, you know, we're thinking our mind is something so, somewhere totally different sure. than what we're talking about. But I think often our, our distractions come nowadays from our phones, you know, somebody's oh, yeah. talking and we're on our phone looking at something else or doing something else. And really it's not something that's important for the moment. It's it's something that could wait. Um, but we but, prioritize it above the communication that's taking place. Yeah. I think that we've all experienced that too. You know what I mean? Like, you said something to someone and then they look up and they say, oh, are you talking to me? Like <laughs> after you're done, oh, are you talking to me? Um, yes, I was talking to you. Like <laughs> who else was I talking to? You're the only person in this room. Um, but yeah, I think that's like a universal problem. You know what I mean? But as a mom, man, a, a lot of times it is my phone, but a lot of times also I'm just thinking about like, oh man, I need to get, I need to like what what do I have to remember to get at the grocery store you know and like when we're doing a podcast and I'm trying to think of the next scene to say it and my husband is on his phone <laughs> I'm looking up a bible super distracted no I'm just kidding <laughs> I know everything you just said about being a mom and grocery store and <clears throat> but yeah just think about though like how you feel when someone says um I'm sorry I wasn't I wasn't listening were you talking to me 
as opposed to when you start talking to someone and they set aside their phone and they look you in your eyes and they give you their undivided attention, how does that make you feel? Like, it makes me feel like I'm important to this person. Yeah. Like, they care. They really care what I have to say. And it, I, I feel super convicted about this, not only in our marriage relationship, but, like, with the kids. Like, the kids always have something they want to share with me. They're always trying to share, you know, a story, something that happened at school, this thing they saw on YouTube, this new dice trick that they're trying to do. And I'm washing the dishes, and I'm thinking about, you know, what we have going on tomorrow, doctor's appointments and things. And I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I have to remember that I want my kids to keep coming to me. Like, I want my kids to want to share those things with me. And if I don't stop what I'm doing, and if I don't turn off the water for just a second and look at them in their eyes and really listen and respond back, like, with, like, some understanding or something meaningful to say, if I don't do that when they're trying to share things with me, I feel like they're going to stop sharing things with me. Yeah, I think one of the things that I've thought about recently is, is you know... <laughs> do I really care about that dice trick that they're learning or that thing that they watched on YouTube or that, you know, that castle that they built on Minecraft? Mm, not, really. not really. I mean, in the big scheme of things, <laughs> does that really matter? Do, but, but do they care about it? Yes. To right. them, it's like, that's their, that's huge. That's their life. That's what they're doing right now. And mm -hmm. that's what they enjoy. And so I think about like, for me, I like to talk about, golf. I like to talk about the stock market. I like to talk about, you know, sports. I like to talk about the Bible. I like to talk about all of these things that interest me and that I enjoy. And if people don't stop and listen and, you know, how does that make me feel? And that's often how we make our kids feel when they're trying to communicate to us and we just completely ignore them because it's really something that we don't care about and we don't find important but to them it's incredibly important and mm -hmm. so I do think that that both of us in particular but then I would encourage everybody who's listening we need to do a better job at setting aside our wants our desires even the needs at times so that we can listen and communicate well with our kids because you're exactly right and those mundane things of life, the dice trick and the YouTube video and the Minecraft castle and, you know, all of these things that we don't find important, if we don't give attention to our children in those, if we don't communicate well with our kids in those, eventually when there's something that is important and there's something that is a crisis in their life, why would they come to us? Because we didn't care when they were kids to listen to them. Right. Um, and you know what kind of astounds me is that we can see that with such clarity. But when it comes to our marriage relationship, it's like so many emotions, it fogs it up. You know what I mean? Like it fogs up. We can see those things are true about our kids and our and our communication with our kids. But I think when it comes to you or comes to me, it's like, eh, it's just Danielle or uh, it's just Josh. And, you know, they should know. They should just know that yeah, they're adults. They should understand. Mm -hmm. But we still feel the same. You know, when the other person is telling you something that that is that is important to them and you don't set aside your phone and everything else that's going on around you and look at them in their eyes. How does it make that person feel? Yeah. So I, th I think this is good you know, to make a point here, um, that intentionality matters. And I know we use that word a lot. Um, but I think it's, it really is important that we on purpose listen. Right. I have found so many things in my life. You have like these great things that you feel like I should do. I should do that. We should do that. That's so great. But then life continues to happen. And if you're not intentional about doing that thing, you're just going to go with the flow of life and you're actually not going to do that thing. I mean, that's true of so many things in our lives. I mean, it's true of making plans with friends, for goodness sake. It's true because, you know, we're so busy. Life is crazy. Yeah. And, and it will just take you on a ride and you can go with the flow or you can be intentional about how you're going to spend your time. And I thought about recently too, 
um, someone said to me, how you spend your minutes is how you spend your hours. How you spend your hours is how you spend your days. How you spend your days is how you spend your life. So like even the things that you feel like it's just five minutes, but five minutes builds on five minutes. You know, giving your husband five minutes of undivided attention, that, and you do it regularly, make that a habit. I mean, that's huge, but I'm on my yeah. soapbox. So, right so what are some <laughs> unhealthy communication habits that begin to build in our marriage if we just kind of, we talked last week about just letting life happen. You know, we talked about prioritizing our life and we get into this situation, we get into these ruts where we just kind of let life happen to us rather than making life happen uh, intentionally and on purpose. So if we just let communication happen, what are some unhealthy communication habits that begin to kind of sneak into our life? I think, uh, well, we fail to communicate, obviously. Yeah. Um, there's a lack of communication, which I think is a big, is, is probably our biggest issue. Right. I think that's why that's the first thing that jumped into my mind because I feel like that's our biggest problem. We just don't communicate with each other, you know, and we've, we've tried different things, you know, we've tried, um, and this would probably be actually helpful if I knew how to utilize it, but like getting on the same calendar, and using a family calendar, like, um, but man, I think a lot of our biggest problems is just living life and not actually having the talks, not just about the plans every day, but like the deep, meaningful stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is why we, we recognize that. And I think that's why we're always saying, go spend time alone together, go on a date night or have date night after the kids go to bed. Because I think that you're, you, you're going to be distracted if, you know, other people are around, if kids are around. And it's during those one-on-one times that you can actually really effectively communicate beyond the, Hey, what do we have going on this weekend? You know, hey, what are the kids? What What is going on with the kids and how are we going to discipline the kids? But more like, hey, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, where do you what do you want to what do you think that our goal should be? What do we should be we working? What should we be working on in our marriage or with our kids or how do we get there? Or let's put some things in place like beyond the everyday planning. Yeah. But just just setting aside that time isn't necessarily going to make that communication happen. So, I mean, you can go on a date, you can put the kids to bed early, you can do all of those things. But then if you don't make that communication happen, it's not going to happen. But but certainly a lack of communication is is a big issue. Probably, I would say, for most married couples. Yeah. So. So if there is a lack of communication, obviously you need to make time for it. But you're right. Just making time for communication does not mean that effective communication is happening. Like how, what are, your, what are some characteristics do you, do you think? Like how do you make sure or how do you make that time meaningful? How do you? make sure that that communication is yeah i think that just even even maybe coming into that date um you know or that that time together that's that's going to be set aside for a meaningful conversation and then maybe even planning that conversation ahead of time not in the sense that it's like robotic and mechanical and this is what I think and you know but in the sense that maybe you both have said earlier in the week hey let's talk about this whatever it might Mm be when we when we have our date on Thursday night or whatever. Let's talk about how we do a terrible job at communication with each other. <laughs> um, and let's, Let me ask you let's, a question. Let's plan a path forward in our marriage for better communication. So I think being intentional about the conversation you're going to have at that meeting, that date, um, is one way to yeah. help with that. So let me ask you a question. Because a lot of times when we communicate, honestly, we're I don't just being like real when here. you say that. What? Let me ask you a question. <laughs> Do you get nervous? Yeah. No, it's an easy question. Because a lot of times um, 
we we don't communicate well. And a lot of times when I ask you questions, you say, I don't know. I don't know. Would it be helpful for me to let you know ahead of time this is what I plan to talk about and give you some time to think it over rather than putting you on the yeah, spot? Th- I think that's what I'm saying is that, you know, I think if if we were we as in you and I and then we as you know all of us listening to this podcast were more intentional about and maybe you are maybe you do a great job of this and maybe you can drop us a few hints as to how to do, how to do a better man. job at it <laughs> but I think if we were more intentional about you know hey we're having a date this Thursday night let's talk about this thing you know right. let's 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 have a conversation about our goals. Let's have a conversation about our kids. Let's have a conversation about, you know, whatever it is. Maybe it's something that you're struggling with in your marriage. Um, <clears throat> let's have a conversation about this thing and let's hit these points specifically. And so kind of having a plan and, you know, I, I'm an outline thinker. You are not. Um, but for me, because I'm always preparing sermons and, and teaching lessons and things, my mind immediately goes to an outline format. And so having a plan or an outline for that right. conversation, um, I, I think would be helpful. So if the problem is that you are not communicating, then the answer is make time to communicate. And when you do, do it often, first of all, make it a habit. Yeah. Do it without distractions Yep. and talk about the meaningful things during that time. Not yeah. just, you know, what's going on in your life and what you have coming up, but like plan out what you're going to say. Now we have some friends that I think we've talked about before have a monthly date night and they alternate um, planning the date night, basically choosing the place and choosing a book. And I think that that is excellent. They choose books that are marriage and family related sometimes. Um, sometimes it's just like goal related, you know, like um, how to be a good leader or like leadership books or things like that. You know what I mean? Um, so they sit down at that meal and they talk about these books. And I think that that is so healthy. Like that gives you some direction about where the discussion is going to go. And it helps you to think past just the surface platitudes Mm -hmm. and um, get to something deeper. It makes you think. And then communicating that I think is is so healthy. So that is an idea for you. Yeah. Um, If you're not sure what where to start or what to do, maybe uh, maybe consider doing something like that. Yeah. So this lack of communication I think for us, that's that's our biggest area of difficulty in our communication with one another. Um, but a- another, I think, unhealthy communication area in marriage is just selfish communication. Mm. So beyond just selfish actions, we've talked about that before on the podcast. Like, you know, want these uh, these expectations that was one of our first conversations that we had in our early episodes was unrealistic expectations and kind of being selfish in those expectations but i think beyond selfish expectations um we can have selfish communication mm-hmm. where it's all about my needs and i'm never talking about or focusing on your needs um and, and so i think that's an, an area of unhealthy communication um that perhaps, you know, some of us struggle with. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think that that was especially poignant from like that idea was especially glaring at the beginning of this podcast. Like we did, I don't know that we ever really sat down and talked about these different things with each other. I mean, as life went on, maybe we did. Um, But to talk about not, not to think about just my needs, but to think about your needs and we said at the beginning of the podcast, like, what were some expectations? And and the very first thing you said was that my wife would take care of the house and do all of the laundry and all of the house cleaning. And I knew, like, in my head, yeah, he wants me to do all the house cleaning and the laundry. Like, that's important to him. Or he expected me to do that. But I didn't really recognize, like, how how I feel like when you told me that, man, I was, like, really... I felt like I was really letting you down, you know? Mm. 
And I didn't realize like how important that was to you until we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. So that's really like, I don't know, just a good example of, yeah. Yeah. Of, of making sure that, you know, you are finding out what they need from you. Yeah. But let's be clear that that was my unrealistic expectation. (laughs) Yes. Uh, No, but, and, and, Yes, you have adjusted your thinking, obviously. But when I realized when you said that, like, really how important that was to you, it kind of struck a chord with me. Mm. Um, because I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I really need to be. If it's that important to him, then I really need to be working on that, you know, harder. But- yeah, so, so you know, when, when you – let's – kind of shift back to this selfish communication idea. I think a lot of times that um, just the use of personal pronouns, like I and me, like I think if we stopped and in our communication with our spouses in a day, just kind of took a tally of how many times we made a selfish statement. I, me, we, uh, not, well, not we, sorry. That's, that's the words that we should be using. Uh, <laughs> we, we speak. Um, but I, I think it's just, we, we've got to be careful about how we communicate with our spouse and that it's, it's more about them and less about me. Mm. It's more about them and less about me. It's, we speak, it's how, what can I do for you? Um, you know, it's, it's an emphasis on them and not an emphasis on me and my needs. Now, certainly I have needs and, there's, you know, Danielle can meet those needs for me, but it's not all about that. And my communication shouldn't always be about how can she meet my needs? It should be about what can I do for you? What can we do to make this family a better place? What can we do to make this home more peaceful, more welcoming, more, uh, you know, honoring and glorifying to the Lord? And I think of like Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2 says, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love. And so then I think of Philippians chapter 2, where it talks about Jesus humbling himself and becoming obedient to the cross, even the death of the cross. And <clears throat> In Philippians chapter two, it goes on and it encourages us to be like, be like Christ in that area. And so I think making a habit of being unselfish, both in my actions and in my communication to my wife are important. So looking for ways to compliment the other person, uh, looking for ways that you can go out of your way to serve the other person with your words. And this comes back a little bit to what I, I said is a weakness in, in my communication, um, you know, because I, I think one of the ways that I can serve you with my words is just by letting you know, hey, you look nice today. Hey, you look beautiful. You know, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that going back to what you said about shifting the pronouns, um, I think just just doing that in your thinking and in your speech and your communication kind of um, shifts the focus from uh, me, me, me to, uh, hey, we're a team. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they can't hear you say it right because you're not in front of the microphone. Right. There it is. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're a team. And you know what? Then when you're a team, the two of you are a team um, raising your kids. It's not like one parent pits the other person you know, pits the kids, they're on my side and, and, you know, we're pitted against the, the, the bad cop, or we've talked about that before. Um, it's not like me versus you. It's not like, um, I don't know. It's, 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 it's us together working together to conquer challenges that we face as a team, you know, with the help of the Lord and like, with us together as a team, focusing on, um, you know, overcoming this communication problem yeah, we have yeah. or overcoming, you know, the yeah. issues that we might that that might arise with our children. Um, but but it's it's the whole shift of thought. And it's a beautiful thing. I mean, yeah. the, the Bible is very clear. Like we're one. We are a team. Yeah, the Bible yeah. says that. I was that's what I was going to say. I, I think the overall thrust of Scripture when you think about marriage in particular, is on this team mentality that, you know, husbands love your wives, even as Christ loved the church. 
Uh, Genesis 2, leave your father and mother, cleave unto your wife. You know, there's this mentality that you that you two have become one flesh. And that's the, the theme of Scripture when you think about marriage is this team mentality. And often we, be, we kind of regress into this selfish, individualistic mentality. Right. And I think that's exactly what Satan wants, you know. <clears throat> he wants to pit you against each other. He wants you to forget that you two are one flesh. Because he knows that with the two of you, that bond that you have with uh, with the two of you and with Christ, it, that that threefold cord is strong. Yeah. And if he can separate you, if he can pitch you against each other using, but you never, but I, but me, but I need, but I want instead of, hey, we, hey, you know, you can communicate how you feel. You can communicate what you want. But you receive that from the other person as well. Right, right. And you mesh those ideas and those things together in a marriage instead of being so staunch about me, me, me. Yeah. Yeah. So certainly I think these selfish statements, these sel- the selfish communication is hurtful uh, for marriage. And I, I would say this uh, kind of as the, the last one is these hurtful statements. Um, and when I say hurtful statements, I mean just that, that we say things to each other to sometimes intentionally, maybe sometimes unintentionally, but they are said to hurt the other person. Um, and obviously that's wrong, okay? That's wrong, period, no matter who we're talking to. But if I'm talking to my spouse and I am saying things to hurt them, that's that's not okay. That that's That's not right. But I think that sometimes we do that. And I think here's an area that we do that um, and we kind of feel okay about it is that we are saying, making snide remarks about them behind their back, whether that's to our friends, maybe for some of us, that's to our mom and dad. Um, but we're, we're just saying, making snide remarks, maybe not outright attacking them. Maybe Maybe you are, I don't know, but making hurtful statements about them. And we do that sometimes behind their back. It can be done to their face. It can even be done unintentionally. Uh, But I think we've got to be careful about the way that we talk about and talk to our spouse. Mm. Yeah, that that is so true. Like, especially if you're doing it intentionally. But man, doing it unintentionally, I think that's where communication comes in. Maybe you don't realize you're doing it. And you need the other person to say, hey, I don't know if you realize this, but when you say that or when you do that, that really hurts me. Um, I think of an example recently, and I didn't even, like I said it because we always joke with each other, and um, it was about you telling jokes, (laughs) remember? Oh, yeah. We were in a room of people, and and you were like, oh, when he says something like that or when he tells a joke... um, you always like laugh so hard. But if I said that, you wouldn't have laughed like that. And we were just joking about it. And then I said something that later I thought, ah, oh, I wonder if that hurt his feelings. Which it didn't. Which it didn't. I don't, I mean, <laughs> it, it, whatever. His feelings, I guess, don't get hurt easily. <laughs> but but I went to him and I said, hey, and, and this is very rare for us because usually we just like joke with each other all the time. And we just know that we're messing around. But I didn't, when I thought about it later, I was like, maybe he really, it could have really hurt his feelings when I said that. So um, I came to you and I said, when, when I said that in front of all those people, were you embarrassed or like, did that hurt your feelings? Should I have not said that? And you were like, yeah, I, I didn't care about that. <laughs> but but it's true. I'm sure there are things that I have said um, that probably did hurt your feelings. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, honestly, and I think this goes back to our lack of communication, if you've ever really said to me before, like, this is how I felt when you said that, and if you couldn't, if you wouldn't say that, that would be great. Um, I know I'm, I am very open about my feelings and my thoughts and my ideas. <laughs> he says I'm overdramatic, I'm very emotional, and I just wear my heart on my sleeve, and I tell him everything, and it, when you said, why did you do that? Blah, 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 blah. And I am not always kind in my communication either. Um, but it's harder for you, I think. It's harder for you to open up and say, hey, yeah, when you said that. So Yeah, because I just kind of like let things 
roll off my back. Like they don't. So if even, it does bother you, bother you just me, try to let it go. I just let it go. And but say, you and know what? Forth. This is good. This is healthy. In the future, <laughs> if it does bother you, I want to know so I can reframe. No, you're and you're right. I should I should do a better job of communicating that because one of the points that I actually wrote down was be clear with your negative communication. In other words, that when when you know, you have been hurt by your spouse, let them know that. Be clear. And and not in the way that, you know, you're attacking them because they hurt you, but in a way that, hey, when you, as Danielle has been uh, so eloquently putting forth, uh, when you said that, it hurt me. When you said that, you know, this is how it made me feel. And you're right. I probably should do a better job of that. But I don't know. For me, I've always kind of been the guy that says, yeah, whatever, I'm just moving on. Um, that, try not to let things Listen, if our uh, friendship, marriage, like our whole lives are, are encompassed in two phrases, it's it's <laughs> these two phrases, whatever, and I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, so maybe this is part of our communication problems. <laughs> I, I, would, I would bring up the verse here, Ephesians 4.29, which... Most of you probably know, but it says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace into the hearers. And so Paul is encouraging the church at Ephesus there and then us, because it's in scripture, to communicate clearly, but communicate in a way that's going to encourage and edify someone. So it doesn't mean that we don't let people know when we've been hurt. It doesn't mean that we don't communicate clearly, but it does mean that we do that so that it's edifying and helpful for the other person in this instant, in this instance for our spouse. And so, you know, I would channel my inner Bambi's mom here and say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Hmm. But I, I, I knew you were going to say this and I don't know that I agree with that (laughs) because if you, are thinking something, if you have feelings about something, even if they're not nice, I would want to know. But I think that at the end of the day, that that is nice because you are, you're, you're telling someone how they hurt you. And so you're not being mean to that person. I think this is another instance of we're saying the same thing, but saying it (laughs) very differently. Because we don't communicate the same way. But I I think at the end of the day that even negative, you know, negative communication is nice and helpful if it is just that, if it is nice and helpful. If it's not, hey, I hate you because you said that about me. You know what I mean? Right. Like I can say, I can say, I hate, I hate the way that you talk to me. Or I can say, hey, when you said that, it really hurt me. And I'm saying the same thing, but... I'm saying it very differently. So, but then if you, if you're saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. It's just a famous quote from a Disney movie. You're reading too much (laughs) into it. But what you're really saying is if you don't have anything nice to say, try to figure out how to say it nicely. I would say again, here's our communication (laughs) problem. At the end of the day, it is a nice thing because... You're helping that person to grow and you're helping your marriage to grow. When I say don't, if you don't have anything nice to say, I'm saying if you are going to attack somebody (laughs) and rip their head off and just berate them, then don't say anything at all. But if you're going to say in a constructive manner, something negative, then let her rip. Let let her rip. What you're saying is just don't be mean when you talk to people. Yeah, exactly. Just be nice. Right. And say things nicely, even if it's a negative thing. I think that we need to recap this with how we should communicate. We said we should communicate often. We should communicate clearly, concisely. Um, I don't know that we specifically mentioned this, but be truthful. Mm -hmm. You know, positive or negative it's important that you discuss things like you, you discuss what bothers you. You discuss what you need. You discuss what you want. You discuss your goals. Um, but be truthful. Um, be kind. Be edifying. Do you have anything else to say? Yeah, I, I, would, I would give three adverbs. Sure. Speak softly. 
the Bible is clear in that. A mm-hmm. uh, soft answer turneth away wrath. So speak softly, speak kindly, which you said, mm-hmm. and speak intentionally. And I think if we'll do those things, that our marriage communication becomes much clearer and much easier um, for our marriages. Healthy marriages. Yeah. Healthy mar- marriages require intentional, soft, kind, kind communication. I almost forgot the last one that you said. <laughs> but yeah. And I think we should uh, put that on our refrigerator. Yeah, Intentional I, means often and clear and concise. And right. We have a lot of work to do. Y'all pray for us. We'll pray for you. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for listening. I hope that this has been an encouragement and a blessing to you. Uh, if you know somebody that could benefit from this conversation, feel free. Uh, and we would ask, please share it with them. Uh, our desire is to help and to show you that we don't have it all together. Um, but we, we nope. try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I think coming up here, we're going to do um, a special bonus episode. I don't know if it's going to be a bonus episode or if we're just going to make it a weekly episode. We're going to talk about the beginning of our relationship because our anniversary is coming up. Yeah, it is. And I didn't tell you we were going to do this. No, nope, but, but that's fine. We Sounds should tell like our fun. story. Okay. Because our anniversary is coming up. All right. Sounds good. That's coming up, y'all. Listen out for that. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Go give us a review and a rating on iTunes. Join the conversation over on Facebook at The He Said, She Said Podcast. And uh, we'd love for you to be a part of the conversation over there. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you have a great week. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us this week on He Said, She Said. If you've enjoyed today's episode... Be sure to leave us a review, subscribe, and tell a friend. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it's been a blessing.